0: Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. We're here to continue our series of That One Play. Today we've got a great one for you, the 108-yard interception return by Ed Reed against the Eagles in 2008. Uh, part of an iconic season from Ed Reed and certainly an iconic play. Uh, here to talk about it with me is Alan. You know him as Moonlight Graham from Twitter. Alan, how are you doing? Really good. How are you, Ken? Uh, no complaints at all a great play I, I cannot believe no one chose it before you but no one did and that's the nature of a lot of people out there hey get your play in there's a lot from ravens history that still has not been covered uh even though these have been a lot of fun so alan kind of take us through where the ravens were coming into that point in the 2008 season maybe a little bit about reed and and uh and the game up to that point
1: Well, you know, 2008 was kind of a fun year. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of expectations coming off a down year. You know, Harbaugh had just been hired. We have a new quarterback. Um, I think we we all saw that we had something in Flacco after a couple games. Um, The team was generally playing decent ball that year. But, you know, there were kind of some nagging questions. I mean, the Ravens had just come off a really bad loss uh, against the Giants. And earlier in the year, two or three, four games before that, I know they got totally – Uh, demolished in uh, Indianapolis. So there were some questions there. Um, But, you know, the the team was playing pretty decent. Uh, I think we were six and four or something. And, um, you know, the Philly game, you know, that was something of a defensive battle, as I remember. Um, You know, I was in my usual seat in section 536 in the West End Zone. Um, And there was an Eagles fan that was in broker seats next to me. And, you know, it was funny. He was draped in a full-size Eagles flag, and he was jumping up and down, making a fair (laughs) amount of noise. You know, I do remember that, you know, Donovan McNabb was benched quarterback at halftime, and, you know, that came as a surprise to me, but not to the Philly fan. He was really hooping it up and hollering and excited that Kevin Cobb was going to pull this one out. (laughs) Yeah, and at the beginning of the the fourth quarter, you know, I think the outcome was still in doubt. And midway through the quarter, we we were up two touchdowns, but, you know, Cobb was driving. Kevin Cobb, um, Eagles were they were inside the one yard line, and I think the nose of the ball was right up against the goal line. And as as I watched on the video board because I was clear across the field, I couldn't see the action very well. And I was thinking, well, here's a run coming; it's going to be a one score game in a minute. And then he surprised me. cop surprised me by going play action. And you know, Ed Reed, you could see right away he wasn't fooled in the slightest, and he jumped the route, caught the pass, and stride. And, uh, you know, watching Ed fight his way up the sideline for about 40 yards, it seemed like it took an eternity. You know, but as he broke clear into the middle of the field, you know, I couldn't help but think of his 106-yard pick six against Cleveland a couple years earlier. You know, that was an NFL record as the longest uh, interception return for a touchdown at the time. And this one was coming in the same direction right at me, the the same end zone. You know, the crowd was rocking, obviously, except for the Philly fan, who uh, I think by this time had pulled the flag over his head in misery Yeah, you know, as guys in the seats behind him were slapping him on the back. So, you know, that was a lot of fun, obviously. But that 14-point swing put the game out of reach, and, uh, you know, the Ravens cruised to a win. Now, looking back, that game may have been the catalyst for some late-season run that got him to the AFC Championship game or uh, ironically I was in Pittsburgh for that game mm-hmm. and I was the visiting fan in misery in Heinz field as Palomala returned that pass for a touchdown that essentially ended our season.
0: I know the feeling.
1: Yeah. So um, I think, you know, I've watched the replay of that touchdown or the, you know, Ed's touchdown a hundred times on YouTube, and it never gets old. You know, and in it, Nakamura was trailing Ed for the last 25 yards or so. And he seemed to be calling for Ed to pitch it yeah. you know, like that was going to happen. Yeah. You know, and after the after the touchdown, the camera pans to McNabb on the sidelines watching the replay. And you
0: look at McNabb's eyes and he's kind of saying, you know, I got bench for this. Yeah. McNabb did not seem to be really upset about that. You, you got some stuff I need to unpack here. So I need to stop you for a second, Alan. But yeah, yeah. A, a, a couple of things about the play itself, and then I want to go talk about some of the precursor as well. But the play itself was an amazing um I, demonstration of who Ed Reed was as a runner, how dangerous he was after he got the ball. Westbrook, for whatever reason, you know, running back, just couldn't get a handle on him on the sideline. Looked like he had him. It it looked he looked like he had him by him. the
1: leg. Yeah. And he just uh he
0: just he came right out. Yeah. And it's a, it, it kind of reminds you of maybe Jim Brown dropping a leg or other, you know, powerful running backs who have good contact balance, you know, running right through a tackle like that. And it was kind of interesting to see Nakamura asking for the football, and it would have been about the one-yard line he he would have gotten the lateral. A lot of people don't remember this about this game. Ed Reed, that was his second interception of the game. The first one, he returned 43 yards, and then he had an illegal forward pass at the end of it. Classic Ed Reed lateral, oh, and not completely yep. careful with the football, but hey, it's all worth it because it's Ed Reed. <laughs> and that the Ravens still retained possession of the field goal, but he ran it all the way down, I think, to about the six or seven-yard line before he made this illegal pass, and they were offsetting penalties, and the ball got spotted there, and the Ravens ended up uh, uh, scoring on that drive. But uh, still a, a an unbelievable game in an unbelievable season for Ed Reed where he had five two-interception games that year with the NFL record.
1: Well, you know, what I... I think one of the biggest things I remember about Ed that season, and this might be one of your top plays as well, it was only two games after that. The Washington game where he stripped Brunell, and, uh, and took it in for a you know, strip sack and
0: took it in for a touchdown. I mean, that was, that was a classic Ed Reed move there as well. Somebody and should uh, have that play. That was in 2004, actually, but somebody should have that play. Was it? And, Alan, if you want it, we'll bring you back for, for, to, 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 to talk about that one. That was one of my favorite Ed Reed moments of all time. He had a, he had another strip, not of Brunel, but this was a wide receiver, a running back, or something in that 2008 game where he ended up backing into the end zone. Uh, that must
1: have been it. Yeah, yeah. I know it was. A, I know he had a touchdown against the Redskins at the time. But yeah, he
0: he was he was awesome that year. Yeah. It just uh uh, I, I it's it's still incredible for me to look back at that season. I know James Harrison had a big year, and I guess I don't even remember who was number two. Might have been Palomalo, Might have been somebody else. But he's third. And the defensive player of the year voting that year.
2: How? How how possibly could could he be third? Nine pick. Hey guys, I want to tell you about the Eufy video lock. Because when I'm not podcasting, I am my day job is a smart home specialist. And the Eufy video smart lock is perfect. This is what you guys need to go get. It replaces the deadbolt on your door. So now you can come home without fumbling with keys. You can just type in a code or even better use your fingerprint to unlock after one second you put your finger there pops out my door's open it's perfect it also is an integrated video doorbell we've all seen the video doorbells we all know the ones that are out there i've seen many of them get stolen no one's going to steal this because it's your door lock it's impossible for them to steal there's no monthly fee other ones do But this one, it'll record locally, so you never have to pay if you don't want to. The battery, it lasts up to four months. Plus, it notifies you ahead of time. And I mentioned earlier one second fingerprint recognition. No, I meant one second till it opens. The AI self-learning chip will learn your fingerprint even faster, and then it opens up. Completely keyless entry. No more keys. And... I know I set this up as I'm a smart home specialist, but anyone can install this. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver. That's it. And then you're done. Guys, I love this product. Make sure you check it out. Now, here's the easiest thing to do. Just go on to Google or whatever you prefer and search Ufi Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door, just like me, just like Ken.
3: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? (laughs)
0: Two hundred sixty-four return yards. You know, he, he recovered two fumbles. He caused another. Had a touchdown on a fumble return. Uh, I just none of that made sense. It's one of the greatest turnover years in NFL history, and uh, I have a hard time uh, understanding how he could have been robbed so badly of a second DPOY. You know, it's funny uh, in
1: in that year and in, in succeeding years. You know, the thought occurred to me often that I think we're taking this guy for granted. I think, you know, and you, you, see him every week, but you just don't realize how spectacular he is until, you know, somebody like that retires and you, and you say, wow, we really never knew what we had, you know, something else.
0: Yeah. It's one, one of the things, I mean, there's so many things to love about Ed Reed in terms of his anticipations, his instincts, I played really faster than his 40 time, all of that. But Ed Reed in terms of, looking for the pick on the overthrow was unbelievably good. And some safeties they just only they only have one place that they go to. They go Deshaun Elliott comes to mind as a guy and not to beat on him because he's pretty good safety, but he would go directly for the midsection of the receiver like a guided missile trying to dislodge the football. Well, that's not really a free safety's job. A free safety has to has to have a lot of measured risk involved in the play. And oftentimes, he's playing for the overthrow in a bracket, which usually means you can't really affect the coverage directly, but you're really playing for either a tip or an overthrow to, to make, a, make an interception. We've got that, again, with Stone and with Williams both. To have two free safeties on the same team who both have that same kind of um, loose bracket capability is really unusual, so... Uh, uh,
1: exciting. Well, it is nice to, it would be nice to see uh, a real true center fielder again.
0: Somebody who's really got the ball
1: skills that Ed had. It's
0: been a while. It's, it, we may be reading the rest of time for that. We, we may never see another one in our lifetimes. Uh, and, and if he played for the Ravens, it would be the, the strangest of coincidences, but, uh, but I'm happy with who Marcus Williams and stone are. You mentioned the two quarterbacks. I mean, they were both terrible An odd statistical anomaly from this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had, let's see. Let me get let me get to it because I want to be making sure I report this correctly. Donovan McMag played the first half, eight of 18, 59 yards, two sacks for 12. So through he dropped back 20 times and they got 47 yards in those plays. 13.2 passer rating. Kevin Cobb came in. Similarly awful. 23 plays, 73 yards, 15.3 passer rating. Their combined passer rating was 12.5. We are hey, statistical Lominick. Hey,
1: yeah, he was awful. Um, you know, one other one other thing about Cobb and that throw. If you look at the throw, he he threw off his back foot. I mean, he was throwing as he was back backpedaling and it was he didn't get a lot on that ball. So I think that had something to do with the uh the um it, he didn't have a lot of velocity on it. And I think that's one
0: reason why Ed kinda undercut it. Yeah. And and uh the the announcer on TV I think really had it correct that it he kinda of baited him into the throw the whole yeah, way, well, knowing he could undercut it. Yeah
1: it did a lot of baiting throughout his career.
0: <laughs> yeah, outstanding stuff. Uh you know the, the 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 defensive effort by the Ravens and it was this was uh, the 2018 to me is one of the greatest Ravens defensive teams up there with 2000 and 2006 in terms of being truly spectacular. But they only allowed the the, the Eagles one touchdown and it wasn't on defense, mm-hmm. it was on a kickoff return. So uh it, All right you know, 100 yards as- Right. It was a hundred yards kickoff return. Remember that. So, uh, anything else to say about this or the aftermath, maybe of the game in terms of, of where it went Allen?
1: Um, not other than, you know, what I already said was, it just felt like they, they went on a run after that. I mean, I know they lost another game and whatnot, but they, they seemed to really start putting people away and, uh, the other the other at game in that season was the Dallas game, which was that was kind of nuts as well, and mm-hmm. it came out of that the, the Texas stadium closing party with a with a win, and it just it just felt like it. You know, when I went to Pittsburgh after the uh, you know for the AFC Championship, I thought we were destined. I thought we were just destined to go to Tampa that year, and it was really so surprising when we didn't. But hey. That's what. That's why they play the games.
0: Yeah, tough, tough loss for for the Ravens. Uh, yeah, we we go to all the playoff games, and the, the the win at Tennessee was extraordinarily special. It looked a lot, an awful lot, like that two thousand game in terms of the the you know beating the number one seed on the road, right. bunch of turnovers, you know, being being part of the the uh, uh, component to it, a seven seven halftime score in both games. I mean, there's so 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 many similarities. It's not even funny. And and then they, you know, they, they beat Miami pretty handily. And then they they uh uh went to Pittsburgh for the mm-hmm. AFC championship and looked like you know they certainly had played the Steelers even that year, even though the Steelers had had won both of the games. Right. Um and, and it looked like they they had a real chance. We got the news beforehand, the Arizona Cardinals had already won the NFC championship, which really looked like a winnable Super Bowl. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, the 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 drive that wasn't. The Ravens got remarkably stayed in the game against the Steelers in that game and and were in position then to drive up the field if the, If it had been a Lamar Jackson nice, slow death drive, they'd have they'd have been in the Super Bowl that year, but it was Joe Flacco, and unfortunately, it ended up with a uh, with an interception after just one first down.
1: Well, you know, we had
0: another Hall of Fame safety take care of us there, so yeah, you no know, they they give it and they take it away. There you go. Well, appreciate having you on, Alan. Uh, you're welcome back anytime you like. We'd, I'd really love to talk to you about that the uh, the Brunel strip sack. I think that'd be a fun one to do. Uh, tell folks where they can reach out and talk football with you online.
1: Uh, well, on um, Ravens um, at Raven Street Report, generally I,
0: I, I hang out there. Um, that's basically it. What's your handle on on RSR? Uh, Camden Yard. Camden Yard. Okay, very good. Well, Alan, I uh, really appreciate having you on. If you're other folks out there, maybe some RSR folks, and you're interested in doing a show on that one play, please reach out to me on Twitter. Our DMs are always open. I'd love to hear from you. I promise I'll get back to you very quickly, and we'll get a quick turnaround on on recording the episode. Alan, thanks again for coming on. Really great recollections of this game and some, some very fond memories from it. All right. You're welcome. I'll talk to you next time right, on Film bye. Study.